0: yeah
1: <laughs> 88 episodes we finally got yeah. it <laughs> it's only like episode 88 or something like that but yeah yeah
0: yeah something like that
1: <laughs> ah, we should have recorded at 88 brewing oh uh, yeah that would have been classic ah shit
2: Now i'll have to wait till 888
0: <laughs> that's gonna be years away all right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Solutions Brewing Podcast. Oh, no. I'm Steven and I'm joined by Brennan and Rob today. And <laughs> if editing Rob has synced up everything correctly, um, what we'll be talking about today is an interesting article that uh, I came across and sent to the boys uh, last week. And the reason why is the we've Brennan recently did an experiment with a low-alcohol beer. And steadily, the market is slowly moving towards that. You're seeing more craft non-alcoholic beers or just pure zero beers from a lot of breweries and uh, and such around. And it's definitely a focus going forward that something we, we will want to do once we're up and operational. And this one in particular, um, it's it was an experiment done by uh, an, a fairly well-known uh Beer experiment site, Brewlosophy, uh in the in their part of their experiment. Experiment. There we go. Gotta <laughs> kind of emphasize emphasize the beer on that. They can just um, say experiment. They're already brew philosophy, blue brew Yeah. No, but they, you know they, they want to say that too. And basically he made low, super low alcohol beers. Um, but one using a high mash temperature, so enzyme action didn't happen, and one with the low one, uh, where, you know, that's, it would be... The Same thing, too cluster. low for
1: enzyme
0: activity. Yeah, low too low for enzyme activity. And, well, we're going to kind of take a look at his results here and kind of compare and contrast with uh, Brendan's results. So, uh, Brendan, you were looking at this uh, earlier and you said you had a problem with this immediately. I don't like this experiment at all. Okay, well, uh, walk us through it.
2: So, I like the concept find what he's trying to do is i like it's the same thing i'm trying to do with my beers is to play around with different ways to use the grain to get something that tastes like beer looks like beer but has no no or lower alcohol and he's doing it for dry january and i'm doing it just because you know i'm getting old and i can't drink every day as much as i used to (laughs) um but there's i i'm not sure where to begin with this um so he's well, making, let's start he's make, let's
0: start with the the temperature thing. So, like, let's explain to the people what, okay. again, the high temperature and the low temperature will do versus a normal mash temperature, for instance. So... <laughs> as, as Brennan literally puts his hand, his face in his hands and goes, oh, my God. <laughs> no, uh, oh yeah.
2: So, like, a normal mash temperature is is kind of between 63 and 67 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Is the range you usually target, and I I do most of my beers closer to the sixty seven range. Um, some people do steps in between. Some and the reason I go sixty seven is because I don't have any recirculating heat in my mash tun. It's just an indiglu cooler, so I assume I'm going to lose a degree or two over the hour, and that keeps me within a range which is kind of the 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 active enzyme range, or I I forget the the technical terms for it. Um, but basically what you're able to do in that range is a certain number of enzymes are are active, obviously the active enzyme range, but they can break down the starches in the grain into fermentable sugars. Mm-hmm. And that is a large part of the purpose of the mash is, to, is for that conversion. Because uh, if you just take your grain, you put it in the water and rinse it through with water, you'll get a bunch of starch off of it. And if you throw that in with some yeast, the yeast is not going to be able to do anything with it. Uh, it's just too complex a molecule for the, the yeast to to break down. Um, it's like too much potatoes and not enough cake. Um, <laughs> but, but, but potato is the perfect vegetable. You can just have potato all the time. <laughs> and even with the potato, you got to break down the starch for the yeast to be able to do something <laughs> with it to make bug. So, so anyway, that's, that's kind of the range you target. Um, and... What I tried to do with my experiment is to basically do a mash outside of that range that you're intentionally not pulling out the the sugars, uh, but you're still you do it for a longer amount of time so that there's some other activity that goes on and you get a lot of the proteins out of that grain that help to contribute to the the, the flavor profile, the mouthfeel, um, and that's that sort of stuff. There's a couple issues I have with this experiment, and I think we should probably link to it in the show notes or something like that so that people can tell didn't, me how I'm wrong. See. Um <laughs> But the the guy's got a noble goal. He wants to make a non-alcoholic beer. Um, the way that I've been doing it and the way that is doesn't quite get to that, but he has to be below 0.5 or he has to be yep. below 0.05 to get to non-alcoholic.
1: Uh, 0.5 is considered non-alcoholic. non-alcoholic okay, beer. yeah, so yeah.
2: below 0.5. Um, So he's designed his beer to ensure that he's below 0.5. But in order to do that, he's drastically reduced his grain bill. So the amount of sugar that's available in the grain that he puts in uh, would yield, I think he says here, 0.26. Assuming you did a normal mash and all that sort of stuff. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of the issue I have with it, is you're not really building a beer at that point. You have two pounds of grain in five and a half gallons of beer there's yeah i mean yeah you're not going to get it's the basically sugars watered down
1: sugars is what you're doing at that point yeah and
2: you're not going to get the proteins or the other things that make it taste like beer um so that's 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 where i that's where my concern starts with this <laughs> uh target target color for the beer is an srm of one <laughs> so, so yeah almost crystal and for, clear. Yeah. yeah and so yeah. and you look at the pictures at the end and, and it looks like water right it's yes. cloudy. Cloudy water is what he made.
0: Yeah, and like for reference, uh, grain starts at two usually, yeah. two SRM or three SRM. <laughs> That's your like your pale base malt or your pale p- pilsner malt yeah. starts off of that. So it's it's um, what what was that alcoholic beverage from the like late nineties, early two thousands? Zima. It's kind of like Zima. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, since I'm trying something different, recording. There you go. I've I pulled up the picture so people can see it. But yeah. Anyhow, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. But
0: but yeah. So so th- so this gentleman, like, he he did really super low grain build, but then he did low temp and high temp, um, basically chasing chasing the same thing, but chasing it from different angles. Because the 64 degrees Fahrenheit, I think, he, which he had it at. Uh, 79. Which is, it, oh, no, 76. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 76 Fahrenheit. The low end was 76, and then the high end was 179. Yeah. So, with that, like, you know, 76 degrees Fahrenheit, what's that, like, 15 degrees Celsius, something like that? It's super... Uh, 24 Celsius. 24 Celsius. So, it's room temperature. So, he basically had beer at room temperature, or... <laughs> The mash at room temperature and then he had one pretty close to boiling at that point like uh, he's 82 at the, Celsius, yeah. yeah he's like right up at the top there um and and so again for our listeners like that means that at that point like n- yeah like you're you're not pulling the, the the enzyme activity you're just getting a bare amount of sugar and it's reflected in his or estimated uh original gravities because for the one he got 0.009 which is usually where most beers finish in that range and his low end was zero point or 1.004 which is like a dry beer (laughs) like super super dry beer and then tried to ferment that um but yeah like uh yeah rob I, i was gonna say it you've been able to look at it now anything else you kind of see with this that seems super weird uh with with doing this uh
1: well he's i don't know there's different ways so he's trying to get no sugar so there's almost no sugar in this Mm -hmm. uh and then he's using a regular yeast like you say you'd use if you did everything normally um there are yeast made now that are meant to only ferment low low they won't give you non-alcohol but they'll give you really low like two percent one or two percent maybe three uh but let's see he let ferment for five days i don't really notice anything odd yeah
2: i'm not sure where you're going with that steve but
0: that well it's it's kind of like the other spot with the experiment because like again he's not putting any anything like body-wise into it but the 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 back end of it is what he's basically trying to cover it up is with dry hopping it Yes.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good point.
0: Yeah. So, so like he put again a, a token amount of, you know, to at the front at the top to give it some IBUs. But then he dry hopped it with a whole bunch of hops at the back end. Um so like you know basically like what this is looking at, like it's basically just like hop flavored water.
1: I'm trying to find it in the thing where he says uh, he says does a bunch of hop additions he does a 160 minute addition yeah which is not very much
2: yeah they're all going to be small amounts because again and
1: oh someone had a little incident there yeah the dog got caught up with my power quiz <laughs> uh, but
2: she's all right um yeah they're all going to be small hop additions because you have less sugars, so there's less sweetness to counteract with the bittering hop addition and it, there's not a, a ton to this beer, so there's a lot that you could overpower very quickly with the the dry hops. Um, three different yeasts, five days later for a dry hop, is an interesting program. But but whatever the, I, I I would be very interested if he had done both of these with a normal grain bill.
0: Because mm-hmm.
2: the the reason he's going hot, so his hot mash is interesting, um, in that it's at that 83 degrees and it's well above the range for that that proper enzyme activity. Yeah. Um, but you're in the range where some enzymes are active. They're just not doing what you're targeting typically in a mash. They're, they're creating, they're breaking down the starches still, but into unfermentable sugars. So you can still get some sweetness out of it uh, without necessarily getting the alcohol afterwards. So I'd almost be interested to do like a, a full a full beer in, in all three steps, like do one with a cold mash, do one with a normal mash, and do one with a high temperature mash, and see how the flavor profile changes between the three of them, and how you would how you would be able to balance, because what you should be able to do is you should be able to use a full amount of grain, or something approaching a normal amount of grain, uh, and get the flavor profile you want out of it, but with a low alcohol content like that's, that's what you're shooting for here
1: Feel like you'd have a hard time with if you're using a normal grain bill but only fermenting to like say half the value half the abv that you get i feel like that beer tastes very very sweet
2: right but that gets down to your bitter in additions and, and the rest of the balance that you do right
0: yeah so yeah it's kind of it's look, looking at it because again like Non-alcoholic craft beers. I'm still looking for a decent, decent beer that hasn't been made by a major, uh, you know, a major uh, brewery that has the, you know, basically the technical know-how and the budget and all that to basically do the experiments. Because, uh, you know, tried a little bit of Dry January recently, and Rob, I had some of those um, uh, zero Coronas, yeah, uh, with a, with the added vitamin D, um, and those. <laughs> And those, those ain't bad. Like you there put. Uh, there might. Yeah, you
1: put. I consider those to be number two. I still think the better ones are Heinekens, but you don't like Heinekens, so. But.
0: No, but the Heineken Zeros are the best. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the weird thing. The Heineken Zeros. <laughs> okay, so just wait a second here. I got my dog doing. Something.
2: Those ones are uh, zero zeros, right? And so that's. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and, think you can get to a zero zero if you actually ferment any part of the beer. They
1: do ferment the one though.
0: No, so those are what? fermented. Oh, yeah, they're bloody there is a. I, I, I was so what it is? The is they're the doing other day. like a
1: vacuum distill. Yeah. So it's like this super expensive, crazy machinery that can take everything out of it.
0: Yeah. So instead of doing the boil at like eighty degrees Celsius to do the alcohol boil, yeah, they uh, vacuum it out. That'd be a cool tour to do is to see see that kit and how they how they manage that because. Like,
2: distillation is difficult to get perfect, right?
1: Yeah, and they're doing it in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. So like...
2: yeah. Yeah, And, I mean, we've done that on industrial scales in my day job, and it's it's interesting. But <laughs> yes, it's, it's still like... not perfect, right? Like, I'd, I'd be interested to go through. Sorry, that's the chemical process engineer in me getting interested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to what I, I'd like to see with this experiment that, that the guy did in, on Brewlosophy. Is a a normal, a more normal grain bill, Um, but trying to to see what he could do with that. Like he came out, his initial gravities were what, 1009 and 1007 or 1004 or something? Yeah. And 1009 and one, 1004 and the other. And in both cases, like he threw the yeast in and he lost three or four gravity points, right? Even though one started higher, it just means that it was a little bit sweeter, add a little bit more sugar. But there wasn't more fermentable sugar. Mm-hmm. So if you did this in a, in a different style, or like when I did mine with a full grain bill, my OG was 1017, so still very low. Mm-hmm. And then final gravity was 10, 1009 or something, something reasonable. So you, there's more sugar, obviously, that's that you can just naturally pull out the grains. You're still not breaking down any of the starches into the additional sugar that you would typically get. But now I kind of want to try it with the hot mash side of it that 75 degrees or 80 degrees or whatever, something that's outside of that uh, beta amylase range. Mm. And then see if I can get, like, it's, it's going to take a while because this is where you now have to start balancing your grain bill a little bit more than, than I want to because I'm lazy. Uh, <laughs> but you can get something that has some of those more complex, more specialty grain flavors coming through properly without without being fermentable. Mm-hmm. So, so and, and he did this as kind of a, lo- a dry hop lager style. I think it'd be much more interesting to see this
0: experiment with a stout or a red or an amber or something, one of the darker beers that's more grain focused. Mm. Like maybe like an actual proper IPA that's actually supposed to have a decent sugar, you know, profile behind it to help sweeten everything to, you know, to balance all the bitterness from the hops that you'll do for... Not only your bittering additions, but like your if you're doing any dry hopping as well. Yeah. Now that would be interesting. It'd be interesting. But yeah. To see. Yeah. And but and I can't like the make a is... good IPA,
2: so I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> and that's the other thing. Looking at this, like, the yeah, these came out as dry hopped loggers, and yeah, if you look at the pictures, they, they look like yep, cloudy, cloudy. Like those glasses weren't cleaned. Like that's <laughs> those are cloudy glasses sort of thing. Um. So like maybe maybe that was the uh, you know th- that was acceptable and all that kind of stuff, but I'd be drinking that. And I'd be like, this is just hopped water. Like it's something like at least with Brendan's. Brendan's was is like I can taste that this is the beer that I just had the full percentage of. I can taste it's just a little bit lighter in the body and all that. Plus, you know, I'm working in the kitchen that day, so I'm not I'm not getting uh, you know getting silly while I'm handling knives, but. Uh, yeah, this might be something for you know, us to maybe try doing the high temperature range in the next one to try and pull uh, pull those flavors over without pulling uh, the sugars over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting because he mentions in his
2: tasting notes that his high, his high temperature one, he did feel like was in line with the typical American lager. No, he um, said
1: that was the low one. He said the high one tastes more like the commercial beer.
2: Yeah, yeah. A high temperature mash was closer to the commercial beer, yeah. um, and this is where you insert all your jokes about American loggers. And- <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: basically um, water, <laughs> uh, but
2: it's that, that's that's it, it's interesting. And I wonder if there's some mix between the two where you do like really high, and then you crash your mash and let it sit because the timing on it's different too, right? Like the low temp mash. When I did mine, I did for more than twenty four hours. I can't remember if you mm. mentioned the time here for these.
0: Uh, uh, these were standard mashes, they yeah. Were... So they were done for sixty minutes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Which? Well, what's interesting about the higher mash one is that since your temperature is already higher, it should be you should get to boil quicker too, right? You
0: just make your so so if you're mashing quicker. at eighty-two,
1: it's not going to take that much more to get to the. I mean, we're at higher altitude, so I mean, stuff boils at like ninety-five Celsius here, right? But.
0: Yeah
2: yeah and I wonder if there's a mix between the two that would make sense like if you do a the, the cold mash for a day I uh, then raise the temperature of that mash up to like get it up to that 80 degrees for for an hour to do any enzyme conversions and then pull it off the grain And
1: I still don't know if I would have the patience to plan something <laughs> to like, do like, that. like okay I have to start mashing on Wednesday because I'm not going to take it off until Friday hmm <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, but you, this is the this is why non-alcoholic beers are more expensive than real beers. Because <laughs> they're more work. There, I don't think there's any way around it. It's, it's always going to be more difficult
0: to make it this way. Yeah, to make it and make it taste good.
1: Yeah, well, that's why I want to try, uh, like I did some reading on some yeast that just, they just don't ferment that high. They just have low attenuation. So you're not going to get
2: yeah the and then you're stuck with the same balance issues because you're going to have a bunch of residual sugars in there right?
1: yeah I think I think the only way to counter that is really you got less grain more water or whatever same amount of water but less grain which gets you back yeah. into the the mouthfeel and the other things that you
2: get out of the grain that you're not so but it would be interesting to try right like I,
0: I have no experience with those I was using standard yeast for mine yeah and and that's the thing like you could go through and do that and uh with the with the standard yeast and again that's the other thing That was such a waste of yeast (laughs) like he had two packs like two full packs of like liquid yeast and he threw them in and they did nothing well okay they did something but like you could like you could have like a previously harvest yeast and just like put a couple drops in on each side and do the same thing but he just threw two perfectly good packs away for no reason and actually there's a bit of danger at that point because uh, the because there's so little sugar the yeast can't eat a lot and all that so the yeasts will die and then the active yeast will eat the dead yeast and you'll get some weird flavors in there too yeah which uh, I definitely
2: got some of those off flavors in my my low, low alcohol beer Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a fermentation time thing. There's a, a dispersion element to it too. All your sugars are going to be more dispersed. So in the in the five and a half gallons. Yeah, it's going to be
1: lower concentration sugar yeah, for sure.
2: So then I'm wondering if this is why one of the reasons why I want to get a pressurable fermenter because I, I I believe if you do it under pressure, there's less less risk of those off flavors. Um, but. I don't know. Lots
0: of experiments to, to come in this. This is the Golden yeah, Blue Salvation. This is why beer
1: is fun. There's always so many things to do.
0: <laughs> and it will be very, very soon we can do this on a proper scale. So, yeah. That's going to be exciting. Very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inspection in a week. Woo! Inspection in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Rom, if uh, people were going to message us and say, hey, get on with that non-alcoholic beer, how would they do so sure
1: so we got our website no problems at solutionsbrewing.com uh well that was email why <laughs> do i, just, about, well, I don't get those confused every time i must be thinking email and saying but anyway so yep. emails no problems at solutionsbrewing.com <laughs> solutionsbrewing.com is the website there's the contact us page there feel free to contact us which coincidentally sends us an email at ah, the no problems so anyway
2: So other other than our email, is there any other way that they can get on? Yes. Instagram
1: Instagram at solutionsparinko. And you should sign up (laughs) for our newsletter as well. I'm gonna blame it on chemo. I'm gonna say chemo brain is still a thing, even though it's been almost a month now since I had my last one.
0: Three weeks. Yeah, you you get to use that trump card for quite a while, I think. Well, I think that uh, will wraps it for the episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next time. Take care, everyone.
2: Take care, everyone.